Easy Money Fantasy. It's your hosts, Romeo and Slum, and we're back with another episode. Uh, we told you we're going to try and pump out these episodes more often, and, you know, here we are. We're going to try and keep it up once the NBA comes back, hopefully, with fantasy and NBA advice. Uh, yeah, we're, it's going to be a short episode today, probably about 15 minutes, but we got some interesting stuff for you. We're going to start with Atlanta and where their future is going to be. Uh, what do you think, Slum? I think that coming on, we're just going to have a bunch of short episodes, like Romeo said, and we're going to go through every single team and go through the future for every single team, right? Give our listeners some uh, entertainment until this quarantine ends. So yeah, like you said, the first team, Atlanta Hawks, they're a young team right now. Uh, they got Jeff Teague on an expiring contract, so he's not going to be on the roster next season. Same thing with um, Vince Carter and Travion Graham. Uh, their contracts, the only big one is I think Jeff Teague's $19 million contract is only the big one that's coming off the books. So they're actually in a great place to sign somebody. Uh, so they have a good starting five, right? They have Trey Young, starting point guard. They have Kevin Horter, I guess, as the shooting guard. Cam Reddish has a small forward, and then they have John Collins, power forward, Clint Capella as a center. I think what they need to do now is they need to trade some of their older players like Dwayne Dedmon and get back a solid backup point guard is what I would say. Um, that's, that's move number one in my books. Trade Dedmon, get a solid backup point guard. One out, you know, like a bonafide backup point guard. For Trey Young, I feel like Kevin Horder can cover the backup point guard minutes, but yeah, they do need a backup point guard, uh, like someone other than Jeff Teague, obviously. Well, Jeff Teague's gone next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that um, for sure they need a another guard, a point guard, um, just to run the bench. Exactly. So Kevin Horder would typically play alongside Trey Young, right? I think that's probably the the future outlook yeah so for sure they, they just need somebody to come off the bench and even if like let's say Young gets injured they need somebody to come in mm-hmm. to even because kevin herder kind of he's a facilitator so he he kind of fills that role but yeah they definitely need someone else as well to do the same kind of things yeah they just they just basically need a guard right like if you look at their entire roster right now they don't really have a point guard Besides Trey Young, like <laughs> even off the bench, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dwayne Deadmond, three years, eh? So, yeah, Dwayne Deadmond's got to go unless you want that veteran. Do you really want? No, they can't. They can't have another big man because they already have John Collins and Clint Capella. Clint Capella locked in. And Dwayne Deadmond's already shown no interest in playing backup, right? Like in Sacramento, that's why they traded him. Rashawn yeah. Holmes came out; he didn't want to play there. So I feel like Dwayne Deadmond, you got to trade him to some sort of contentious team that wants him, I guess, and then get, like, a backup point guard? I don't know. That's, he seems like a hard guy to move because he went to Sacramento, and I don't know. They just didn't like him there. I mean, he's a he's a center that can shoot threes, which is... Mm, I guess, yeah. I don't understand why Houston didn't want him. He seems like a good fit on Houston. Yeah, I'm not 
I think I agree with you. I'm not sure why Houston moved Clint Capella in the first place. Uh, maybe they're really just going pure small ball, absolutely zero bigs, which may or may not. I think it's going to backfire on them because when they go against like the bigger teams, they're not going to be able to defend. Yeah, there's certain and, teams that get killed against like Lakers, for one. Yeah, and at least I guess Clint was more of like an option, right? At least you can pick and roll with him like every three plays or four plays. Now you literally have no option. You just have to shoot. Yeah. Shoot and drive, right? Basically. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to deal with those really good bigs like Jokic. What do they do against a guy like Jokic? What are they going to do about Anthony Davis? What are they going to do about guys like that? Like even DeMarcus Cousins could walk in there and destroy that team. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I guess what are the moves that you think they should they should do? Um, well, Jeff Teague's yeah. Uh, hmm. They're pretty good on small forwards. I think they got a lot. Of, they have so much potential in Trey Young. Trey Young can kind of carry this team if he can stay healthy. Uh, and John Collins. John Collins is a good secondhand like a sidekick to him yeah that's um, definitely the thing is i think they're definitely the one-two punch combo right like trey young's probably gonna be the face john collins is gonna be like the robin yeah like the they got, Shaq. they got two pretty good defending small forwards who can shoot the three in cam reddish and deandre and hunter, hunter. Yeah, for sure they have a good center in clint and they have i think their weakest link is honestly the shooting guard position no come on kevin herter of the starting five but it's not a bad thing, right? He's just the weakest link. I'm not saying he's a scrub. I think he way. fits into that lineup like perfectly. I think their future, looking at it like their starting five looks like really good to me. Uh they're all around the same age and they're gonna if they can stick together, they can make something happen. They can make Atlanta something. Like a real team. You know, at twenty five, twenty six, if they're all still here, they this is a solid squad. Yeah, they just need experience on their wing. So, like I said, maybe trade Dwayne Devon for like a veteran point guard, someone that's just there kind of coach. Keep... Yeah, Trey Young for sure. Right, um, and that's what they tried doing with Vince Carter. But like, I wonder who's who's even available. Like, who... do you think Vince Carter's a good mentor though? Like, it kind of seems like he he wants to be a guy that plays still, and he said that himself. Like, he wants to go somewhere where he's still gonna play, and that seems like his most important. Thing rather than mentoring, yeah. I'm sure he does a good job mentoring the young guys, but he also probably does also want to play. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really, I guess, hear anything about Vince being a great mentor, but I don't hear bad things either. So I'm sure he's doing a decent job. Yeah, like um, the bare minimum kind of thing. Not the bare minimum. I think he's doing a decent job. Like he's not amazing. He's not really bad. Right. Okay. Only Trey Young can really speak on that. But I'm thinking something like, well, he's gone next season anyway, so he's not going to be there. Yeah. Just, I'm just trying to find a point guard that they can trade Dwayne Deadmond for. It's harder than uh. You don't think Jeff Teague's a good mentor to him? Well, but will Jeff Teague resign for a very low amount? Because you're not going to pay him $19 million a year again, right? Oh, that's nuts, yeah. It, I don't think Jeff Teague can get 19 mil anywhere. 
listen, I've I've seen some GMs make very bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Listen, if Luo Deng and Mozgov got like the amount that they got in their in their last contract, I'm pretty sure Jeff T can get something. Honestly, you'd be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte Hornets or something, some random team just paid him. Yeah. For like three years, right? So I think trading Dwayne Denmon for someone like a Matthew Delavadova might be not bad. I know Delavadova was on his last year this year with the Cavs, so maybe some sort of signing trade might work. What do you think about that? I don't. Know. I don't know if the Cavs would want. Would they take Deadmon? They got so many bigs over there already, like Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. Well, um, what if? What if they traded doing Deadmon? Larry Nance. What did they? Oh, what about the the yeah, Mavericks for Daylon Wright? Mavericks. That's yeah, not, I can see. I can see Deadmon fitting on Dallas. And the thing is, they're both on three-year contracts. Daylon Wright is on a little bit cheaper of a contract, nine million dollars a year. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, that's not, thinker. I mean, it's not a veteran. To He's not veteran for sure. But I guess, but then they signed someone, right? Yeah, yeah. Don White is a. He's a solid fit there. I think. Yeah, young team, right? He's young yeah. too. Yeah, I, I like right. that. I like that trade. And, and the I Mavs have no use for him. The Mavs, who's they have some backup bigs though. They got that. Who's that big guy over there? Um, Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> uh, not, I wasn't thinking of him specifically. Uh, I mean, obviously, they have, they have Perzingis. Yeah, but that's, I think that's exactly why they should trade for Dwayne, because Perzingis is injury prone. <laughs> yeah, but they already, they, they have Dwight Powell as well, who's... Towards ACL, right? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be back. Maybe not. He should be back next year, mate. Oh, and they also have Cauley Stein now too, which is weird. And they have the other big. Uh... Oh, I guess they traded. Oh, Maxi Kleber. They have so many bigs over there, so I don't know. They got Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, and <laughs> Bobin, and Cauley Stein, and Porzingis. So I don't know if they'd go for Deadmon. Like I like the fit. But I can't see them going for another big at the way their team is mm. right now. I see. And I think the fit's really good on Atlanta that Delon White would fit right in there. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully he's willing to take like another backup role, I guess. But, kind of I mean, no that's choice. all he's yeah, that's all he's known his whole exactly. career pretty much. Side note, do you think like how do you think these guys feel about just kind of getting stuck in a backup role. Because, you know, it could be different if, let's say, Kyle Lowry, Lowry wasn't around for DeLon Wright. Like, he would have had the potential to play uh, as a starter, but maybe he didn't develop because he was stuck in the backup role. Do you think that affects guys' careers? or? Yeah, honestly, it's just a matter of where you get drafted, right? Like, if you're not a top 10 lottery pick, you usually usually don't get to like start off right away type of thing you got to earn your minutes mm-hmm. and the problem is i guess it's you know you guys are all nba level players for a reason right you're not right. just going to go in there and beat kyle Lowry one-on-one for his sparring position for sure so it's just kind of like the luck of the draw right it's it's so you might be amazing it's just the starters just you know he knows the system better than you he's 
been playing with the team longer, they have better chemistry, and just can't really just put this guy in, right? Yeah, and then you waste like so many years of development. Yeah, being stuck in like a low minute role, whereas if you had the opportunity, you could have turned into like an all star. Yeah, no, for sure, and I agree with you. It's just sometimes it's just luck, right? Just mm-hmm. I guess making it to the NBA it shouldn't be your final goal. It should be like being a starter or improving yourself. But like, right. like, like, look at Lou Williams. This, this guy never, he never asked to be a six man of the year, right? They just seem to always make him come off the bench for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he can clearly start on some teams right now. <laughs> for sure. But yeah. It's uh, gonna, I guess that's what slows a lot of guys down. It's like their main goal is to make it to the NBA. And then once they get there, they're they kind of they're just like complacent. Yeah, exactly. And they don't keep going at it. Like the guy, the all stars keep they want to be the best in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They keep working, but there's certain there's definitely a lot of guys that their goal is just to make it to the NBA, and then they kind of fall back into certain roles, I guess, and don't try to become starters and. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like you don't have to be a starter to be an important fit, right? You coming off the bench and doing your job is maybe sometimes that's all you need on yeah, the team. For sure. So I guess I guess it's like the coach's job to manage your ego, right? But like honestly, like I get that you want to be a starter, but for our team, you just can't be the starter, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, back to Atlanta. What what do you what do you think you would do as a GM? Like, like I propose a trade. For doing that one, what what do you what do you propose for this team? How do you see them in a couple of years? Okay, so Courtney Courtney Lee is gone. Uh, oh no, that's sorry, I'm looking at Dallas. Yeah, yeah that's the wrong team. Yeah, Atlanta Hawks. Let's see. So yeah, Jeff Teague's gone. Uh, you definitely got to move Dwayne Deadmon because that's like three years of dead space. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Um, who else we got here? Bemfrey, he's pretty good. He's a good. They're kind of super crowded, but I think I like, he's a good backup for Kevin Horder. Yeah. Lebissier. He had a lot of potential when he was on the Kings, and I don't know what happened to him. Um, I guess he just kind of fell back into a role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess like he's he's not he's only two point three mil on the team, so and he's gone after two years. Damian Jones. Yeah, it seems like they have to move Deadmon, and then once Teague is gone, I mean they can sign someone big. Yeah. Because nineteen, he's the highest paid player on that team. Jeff Teague is the highest player paid player on Atlanta Hawks. So that's a lot of cap space right there once he's gone. Uh, and they can sign someone that's actually worth $19 million. Where do you think they have to go from there? So what I think is after that trade of Glenmon, uh, I think in the upcoming season, or sorry, upcoming draft, they have to draft the power forward slash center to replace doing Deadmon and someone that's kind of young and can back up. John Collins and or Clint Capella if needed, yeah. right? So I think their goal this season is to draft a power forward slash center 
um, just for backup purposes and develop them and eventually maybe even move Clint Capella and insert this young person into the starting lineup, right? Yeah, they could move Clint Capella for sure. Because he's on a pretty decent contract, right? Like That's a not bad contract. $14 yeah. million dollars for four years. Four years. Yeah, he's he's not bad. He's a value. Clint Capella is like a lot of people. I feel like would want Clint Capella because he he fills his role almost perfectly. Uh, he can't shoot the three, but you know he does a decent job of his role. He's like a your classic center. Yeah, he's a pick and roll defense, right? And he's not a bad contract, right? Ninety million for five years. That's like not bad at all. It's pretty reasonable. Um, but yeah, so draft, draft the power forward center, trade Dwayne Deadmond for a backup point guard, and if you can't um, sign a backup point guard because you're gonna have to cap anyways, and like honestly, just hope that everyone takes a step in the right direction, right? Hope that Trey Young can lead the franchise. Hope that Cam Reddish and De- DeAndre Hunter pan out to be great yeah. small forwards. Because I think everything, everything honestly is pretty set for them. Like, there's kind of nothing they really have to have to do. They just need to get good backups, um, and just develop, right? Develop, develop. Hire yeah, that's that's it. It. Honestly, I would hire Jason Kidd <laughs> and have him develop these guys. Oh man. Serious. I don't know about Jason Kidd. Oh, you know who they should hire, actually? Who? Kenny Atkinson. He's available? Yeah, remember Brooklyn fired him? Yeah, Kenny Atkinson's perfect. He'd be the perfect fit, right? Over, what, I think their coach is Lloyd Pierce right now? I mean, I don't know if it was him that did that with Brooklyn, but Brooklyn was solid. I feel like um, what they had with... They had something special there with Deon, D'Angelo Russell and... Uh, Jared Allen and Dinwiddie. So, like I, I hate how they broke them up for Durant and Kyrie Irving, but I guess they felt like that was, you know, their shot for. Sh- and but I, I don't know. I, I really liked what they had going there. Is just watching the bench cel- like celebrate for each other. Everyone wanted to share the ball. It was a good environment there. So yeah, I, I feel like Atkinson could be good for them. Yeah, like I like Lloyd Pierce is probably doing a decent job, but I feel like Kenny Atkinson is a good player development coach. Um, that's yeah. that's what the that's what um reports were saying that he was really good at player development and setting mm-hmm. a culture. Mm-hmm. Like he just wasn't like a championship coach, is why they kind of let him go or he left on his own. I put that in quotation marks. Yeah, I feel um, like he built a great culture there. Yeah, they had that team. The thing was, they were a fun team to watch, but oh, like, so fun. But like, if you're gonna get Kyrie and Kevin Durant, you can't say no to that, right? You really, you really can't say no. I know, yeah. I just, I, I, I understand why they did it. I just hate that it had to happen. Yeah, I guess because they're no, you're right. They were definitely like a non super superstar team, and they're fun to watch, right? Like, yeah, they're like the mini Warriors kind of. Yeah, it's super right? fun to watch. So I would say hire Kenny Atkinson, develop these guys, get them to the next level, set a good culture. And I think I within like the next decade, they will make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think give them five years and they make the 
I, okay, I say like seven I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to say the finals. No, no, I'm saying I'd say five seven, years. If they stay with what they have, I say five years they make it. With and John they develop Collins, properly. Yeah, Herder. If they keep that uh, core intact with John Collins. Uh, well, they can, right? Young, everyone's and... on everyone's on like rookie contracts right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're all. Oh, yeah. Trey Young's on four years. Herder's on four years. Yeah, yeah. They could stay together for three years. Cam, uh, Cam Reddish. Yeah, there's still four more years, but yeah, no, they definitely can. The thing, so my prediction is, if they keep stepping up like this, develop their players and make the moves that we discussed, they're yeah. in, within seven years they'll make the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not yeah, gonna say they're like, going to the finals, but they'll make the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's like not bad, right? Considering yeah. they're like one of the worst teams in the NBA. And now, yeah, oh, they're they can make a 180 very easily. Like even next year, they can they can make playoffs. Especially in the East. Yeah, well, like every team has a chance in the East. They just <laughs> John Collins just gotta get off the steroids. <laughs> who's I wonder who the Atlanta who's the Atlanta Hawks GM? Who's the who's who do you think the hookup is in the Atlanta Hawks change room there for the steroids? I have no and, idea. And why didn't they give some to Kevin Herter there? No, honestly, I think Trey Young was using it. There's no way that his ankle healed that fast when he got injured. Oh, that was insane. The way his That's ankle like... sprained. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it he always was... looks worse. But he was like on the ground for like five straight minutes, unable to like walk on it. And <laughs> yeah. then he came back in a week. <laughs> I was like, what? Fastest healer I've ever seen in my life. Right? That's the fastest ankle heal I've seen in my life, too. He doesn't even look athletic, the guy. I guess he's he's light. Maybe he didn't put so much weight on it. But, yeah, uh, let's yeah. say that. Yeah, he's one eighty. Weighs as much as I do. Yeah, their their general yeah. manager is uh, some guy named Travis Schlenk. Shout out to that guy. He's uh. <laughs> he's got that inside hookup. So you think Clint, Clint Capella's got to go? Eh? Yeah, I think so too. No, I didn't say Clint has to go. I'm saying you can't use him as a trading chip. So so then. You're basically telling him to draft a center this season, then, right? Because if you're gonna trade Clint and Dwayne Denmont, you have to kind of get a big, yeah, like a power you forward. Don't, you don't need Clint Capella, but we haven't even seen him play with Trey Young yet. I yeah. mean, the alley oop potential is could be insane for sure. Well, the thing is, the thing is rough because John Collins is already his pick and roll partner, and if you get two, it's kind of right. like redundant-ish, I would say. Yeah, that's the problem. And at least John Collins can shoot the three. Whereas Clint Capella, he's kind of stuck to his role in the paint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Having... So we, so yeah no, I, I agree with you. Moving Clint Capella is good. If they can, but I wouldn't stress if I couldn't. Yeah. Right. Dwayne Denmon is the only one I'm stressing. Like, like I would be up at night trying to trade this guy. <laughs> Any cut? So you you put him right now at the beginning of the next year. You just play him over everybody. Play him over Clint Capella. Play him over John Collins. Give him all the minutes. Rack up his stats and then move him for the best possible backup point guard you can get. Basically, exactly. I like it. Or I try to convince Jeff T to come back for like some dirt contract, like some three million four million dollars a year contract. <laughs> Might, I mean, it depends on his options. 
I can't really see anyone else offering him more yes. anywhere near what he's making. Like he fell off so hard after uh, Damn. going to Minnesota. Yeah, he's yeah. Like I, I don't even know what his like. I don't know what teams he'd be serviceable for. Right? He's thirty-one years old. Um, and they're like super injury kind prone. Of, his injury. He's so injury prone now. The weirdest injury too, two right? Years he he misses so many games for all these random injuries. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I try and convince him maybe back a point guard. If he doesn't take it, then I just let him walk. Yeah. Side note: Don't draft Jeff Teague. <laughs> hey, it depends where he goes, right? You never know. Don't draft him. It's not worth it. it doesn't matter where he goes. All don't right. do it. All right, man, if you say so. Take Slum's advice, take Jeff Teague, but I'm telling no, you, I'm saying, if you want to win your fantasy league, don't draft Jeff, Jeff If Teague. Jeff Teague's there in the 12th round, I'm grabbing. <laughs> it's just a headache. I mean, at least in the 12th round, you can just drop him without feeling any remorse. Yeah. Well, honestly, like I said, it depends what team picks him up, right? If he's a backup for any team, you don't touch him. If he's a starter, you kind of have to, right? Like 10th round. I guess so. But... It won't kill you. It won't kill you. If you yeah, and tenth round, he won't kill you. You can drop Anything... him without feeling yeah. Ten or later, yeah. even nine, depending on how bad you need a point guard, right? This really yeah, depends. Let, let someone else draft him. Is yeah. my general <laughs> <laughs> from here on out because I wasted two years on this guy and it's been terrible. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess since we're on fantasy, who do you think is going to become the better small, small forward next season? DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish? I don't know if either of them are going to be relevant in fantasy. I mean, if I had to choose one of them, yeah, they, take DeAndre Hunter. I'd, I'd take Hunter. Cam um, Reddish was cooking just before this, like, just after the all break. He was, but I like, I, I'm a defensive stat guy. and I, I think Cam Reddish is a better defender, though. Stats? He's, Let's see. I think I think Cam I think you're right. Better defender on paper. No, I think you're right. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Cam Reddish might be the guy. He had a very putrid three point shooting when he came into the league. It was like under thirty percent, like under thirty percent shooting. <laughs> yeah, he's a rook, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his defensive stats actually are better slightly than. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I... Cam Rush. Cam Rush is the guy. I take. Yeah, I. Yeah. I'm gonna go with you. That's right. See it. Yeah. Glad some brought some sense into you, Cam Rush. <laughs> it's the it's the, the blocks and steals that got me. Everything else yeah. is very similar, stat wise. Yeah, and I feel like he can take a. If he, I think I feel like if Cam Rush takes a one big step, he'd be. He'd be a very solid small forward in this league. And he's a lot younger, yeah. He's Yeah, DeAndre Hunter's the or uh Cam Reddish is the guy to take. Yes sir. Mm. Might be a sleeper pick next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh then mm-hmm. Kevin Hurt Kevin Hurt is the guy to draft on this team though. Kevin Herter? No. Yeah. What, okay, know. honestly, what round do you think Kevin Herter in? Earliest. Earliest? I'd say 
eight. Because I, I know no one's going to take this guy. And I would take him at eight. Ooh, okay. That's not scary. I think eight is a very reasonable spot. But then if you yeah. take him that late, either he's a deep sleeper or he's going to be garbage, right? Like, it's kind of <laughs> one of the two. You're kind of gambling. Yeah, he's, he's my guy at eight, though. Like, if no one's taking him at eight, that's an automatic pick. Like, depending on who's there, obviously. Because obviously there might be some guys that have dropped at that point. But I feel like at eight, and he's still there, that's that's my guy. All right, let me make note. Next season, if Kevin Warder at seven, grab. <laughs> All right, okay, come on. Let's not make another Chris Milton situation. Like, <laughs> Okay, here's the scenario. What if you needed a backup shooting guard? Or even a starting shooting guard. Let's just say you don't have a shooting guard on your team and you right. pick up Kevin Werder. Would you be satisfied with your pick? Or would you be kind of like, damn it, I really wish I got a shooting guard earlier? I'd be super satisfied with Kevin Herter as my backup shooting. No, guard. what about starting? Starting? Yeah. Ooh. Like, it depends on the rest of my team. It really depends on the team build. Because um, sometimes cause you get into this. Like, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, like, it's like sometimes you just get into those sticky situations where you just, like, you just couldn't not, like, you wanted a shooting guard, but then, like, there's a guy that's, like, a level better than him. You're like, okay, I can't get the shooting guard now. Maybe I'll get him later. I'll get him later. Yeah, because right? there's a center or a point guard that's really good. Yeah, I feel you. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And then, like, let's say in the eighth round, you get Kevin Horder. Like, would you be satisfied with I'd him? I'd be satisfied, yes. If I drafted other positions better, yeah, I'd be super satisfied with Kevin Herter as my starting shooting guard. <laughs> oh, I don't think I would be. I think, I think the first thing I would do is try and trade for a shooting guard. Or even look on the wire and try and find someone that would be better. I don't think it's that important, though. It's not that often where your bench is completely full, where you have to bench good players. No, like I said, if he's your only shooting guard, like I'm saying, like straight up only shooting guard in the team. You take him and you take, oh, only shooting guard, that's. Like, that's that position really rough. wise. I mean, a lot. I can't see that ever happening, though, because there's so many shooting guards that are also like small forwards and so many but, point guards that are also shooting guards. But I guess it's I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I think shooting guard is one of those weird positions where you either get an elite shooting guard or you're gonna get someone that's like pretty much you can drop and pick up later type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's no really like mid tier shooting guard. Like can you name one like mid tier shooting guard that's like fit your roster and like oh yeah he'll produce for me every week. No, you Not either mid-tier. get like a James Harden you either get like a James Harden or you get like a JJ Redick. Like <laughs> There's a, Tim, a kind of like Tim, no in between. Like a Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You either get an elite shooting guard right in the first two rounds or you're not getting a sh- good shooting guard. So you're saying, yeah, that's like a rare position. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why it would be like, damn it, Kevin Horder. Damn, I need something a little better, you know? I think on Yahoo, though, there's a lot, a lot of point guards that are also, they have that shooting guard eligibility. I understand that. So, I understand if you're, like, stuck where you don't have the options, but I don't think it's that important that you have, like, a top-tier specialist, like, shooting guard guy. I and agree. I he I agree. fills that role decently enough. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think my advice to people would be, if you can't get a shooting guard in the first two rounds, don't even worry about it. Just, just like grab someone at the end. They're not that important. I think I would say grab either an elite point guard first if you can, 
or in an those elite, are important. Is it? I think small forward, right? Yeah. Or center. So one of the two. Yeah. If you if you miss out on assists early, you might as well just punt them. Yeah, and if you miss on blocks early, it's very yeah, hard punt. to catch up. Yeah, those are the two stats. Like you gotta get one of them early on, I think. Or none of them. Threes. Uh, you think you can punt assists and blocks? That's hard, man. That's a really hard build to fit around. You'd, you'd have to. You'd have to win. Uh, free throws. You gotta think about points. the kind of guys you're drafting, though. At that point, because that's hard. That's a really hard build. Yeah, I know you're right. Uh, no, I think if you, it'd be very hard to do. But I think it's possible. Hey, next mock draft, let's try you, it. Yeah, who do you draft though in the first three rounds for that kind Depends. of build? like first five rounds? You just go for guys like top. If you can get a point, if you can get a point guard with a good field goal percentage, like Steph Curry in the first round. Yeah, you can start grabbing bigs that aren't really bad free throws. You can kind of even it out. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So you won't really need the assist or blocks. You just you you'll beat them in field goals. But I mean, what bigs are you getting that aren't at Rudy least somewhat, like he's a block guy though. Like, oh, true. Yeah. Um, who's a big that can't block? DeAndre Ayton. Is he good at blocks? I don't think he's amazing. No, he's yeah, he's like one. I think he's around one a game. Yeah, you can get like a DeAndre Ayton. You can get. Uh, I hurt your threes though. Ooh. Yeah, like I said, it's a very hard. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. You have to kind of pick an assist or kind of blocks, right? Like one of those stats, punting those two stats is super complicated. Like I don't even know where you go. It seems like a kind of thing where you draft a team and you, you look at your Kawhi? team. Like, what if your first pick was Kawhi? Kawhi. Yeah. You're not good at assist or blocks, right? That's true. But who's going to be your like point guard and bigs after? That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You have to, you have to pick one of the two. You you can't really not. It's hard. It's yeah, a really hard build. And honestly, you shouldn't be punting a lot of categories anyways, right? You should only really aim to punt like one or two. Yeah, usually I aim to punt one or two for sure. Yeah. But assists and blocks are never two that I ever put together. I feel like assists and blocks are never one that you choose to punt, but you also sometimes forget to get them. Like, yeah, blocks. I, like, I could see there's some build out there where you can win a league punting those two, but it's Maybe. if you go into it looking for that, that seems, I don't know, that's hard. Yeah, it, it just it just got kind of fall on your lap, right? Like, yeah, as the sure. draft goes, you're like, oh, we just got whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a little sidetracked. Yeah, we just completely went off on a tangent. Yeah, on our from our Atlanta Hawks future here. But back uh, to the future. <laughs> Seven years Eastern Conference playoffs. If they continue building on what they have and trade for what a backup point guard and, and lose the wing deadline. <laughs> Yeah, it really depends. Like, you never know what's going to happen with yeah. the players, how they're going to 
blend together, you know, they might all of a sudden John Collins doesn't want to play there anymore and they have to trade. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. if they can stay intact, if they get a good core, like I actually really like uh, the Atkinson. If they bring him in, I, I feel like that's a really smart yeah. move. Kenny Atkinson dropped the yeah. power forward center. Who? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That that's genius. You're you're fucking. You should go for Atlanta's GM there. That's hey. they need him there. They, they need you there. For real, that like that's a perfect fit in my head. That's what they need right now. Could you imagine that that uh, ball movement type of offense? Everyone just passing and then jacking up threes like uh, Brooklyn did. Whew. Yeah, that's if a, they do, that's a contender. <laughs> If they can create that whole atmosphere that they had in Brooklyn that year, if they can recreate that with Atlanta, they I feel like it could do some damage. Yeah, they get like some fans back years. in the arena. Yeah, they'd be a yeah. su- super fun team to watch. Yeah, young exciting team. They gotta manage Trey Young's ego because he's already saying stuff like how he needs somebody to help him. You know what I mean? And he's got yeah. Kevin Herter. He's got John Collins. He's got guys that can help him. He's just... He can't be saying stuff. That that reminds me of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Well... He's, they gotta manage his ego in some way. Oh, I guess... Um. So I guess maybe Vince Carter isn't really helping him with those type of things? <laughs> yeah. Who are some free agents that are coming up? Montrezl Harrell's a free agent unrestricted coming up so maybe you don't even have to draft the power forward you can sign Montrezl to a big contract if he's willing to leave that's true if he's willing to leave Otto Porter is a free agent oh, fucking but you don't need him but you don't need Otto Porter man. Ibaka is a free agent yeah Ibaka's nice uh, we got oh Damar's a free agent Ooh, if you put Demar and replace him over Kevin Porter, oh come on, <laughs> that's a team. Nah, you don't want to... Kevin Herter is a rising star. You don't Gordon. want to stunt his growth at this point by Gordon putting Demar in front of him. Gordon Hayward, Hayward. he's yeah. free. Draymond Green, uh, I think he might be a player option. He can. Draymond Green's not going anywhere. Definitely not going to Atlanta, anyways. Yeah, he. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's staying on Golden State. If Golden State wants him back, right? Yeah, I think they want him. I, I. That's one thing that would shock the hell out of me if Draymond Green leaves Golden State. I can't see it happening. Just the way he reacted to Kevin Durant and all that stuff, like I can't see him. It kind of be. I don't know, it'd be against his character and everything that he's been saying about Kevin Durant. Yeah, like, I'm sure he wants to stay, but like I said, you never know what management does, right? I, I'm I'm sure they won't sure. let him walk either, like, for, for nothing. Mm-hmm. So. He's going to look like a hypocrite if he leaves, though. That's one guy that I don't see leaving, like, at all. Should wrap it up. I mean, it's a bit longer than we expected. Yeah, that's what happens when you get good conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out on iTunes, Instagram, Easy Money Fantasy, and we'll come back with another episode. We post on Reddit pretty often. Um, oh yeah, check us on Reddit we've too. We've been doing surveys, so you know, keep up with our surveys. Follow our 
Reddit account, Easy Money Fantasy. I mean, if you have any suggestions of what to talk about, send us a message. Yeah, feel free we'll... to contact us. For sure. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening.